like films podcast i'm Britt, and i'm greg and this is the podcast for you to hang out with us for a bit while we discuss a movie one or both of us loves and this week it's my pick and we're taking it back to 1999 again um and we're doing 10 things i hate about you one of Britt's all-time favorites <laughs> i owned this movie on vhs like it was in the collection nice so yeah um, definitely a favorite. Definitely saw it not in theaters, but um, I was probably I had a friend who had an older sister, um, so she had the movie, and that's how I saw it. So I probably saw it in the year two thousand, so not that far after right. it was released. Yeah. Um, so we'll be talking about that a little later in the episode. But um, how how are you, Greg? What have you been up to? I'm good. I had some friends come in from out of town over Memorial Day. You did? Yeah, yeah. It was these people named Colin and Britt. <laughs> That's right. We we uh, traveled to scenic Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah, my my new town. It is idyllic. It's a nice town. <laughs> it is a nice ass town. Um, yeah. <laughs> We um I, I I felt like it was my first weekend like really back out there like we we did a lot of things yeah and we were kind of forced to be indoors because of the rain so although I still ideally would be mostly outdoors I think we we our hand was forced but we made the most of it yeah we um we did some shopping at some like plugging Montclair, New Jersey right now. <laughs> if you like lo- if you like small town shopping, yeah, Montclair, come New to Jersey. Montclair. <laughs> yeah, um, but we did. We did some shops. We did um, some restaurants. We ate inside. We went to a bar and watched a, a, a playoff game for hockey. Um, it, yeah, it that felt was good. like surreal. That like that I, I didn't. It felt good, but it, like it did feel a little odd, like being in a bar with people. Although sure. it was like reasonably spread out in that bar. It wasn't like packed. No, it wasn't, you know, like some bars we've been to pre-COVID where you're standing room only. Sardines. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but did you, did you feel nervous at all? Did you have any anxiety about the, the being The bar I was a little nervous about. Little I didn't nervous, know what it was yeah. going to be like. Yeah. But, uh, but it was fine. Yeah. It's, um, it felt good. It was, it's weird seeing people, strangers faces again. Um, yeah. Fully. Yeah. Even if it's like from a distance at another yeah. table. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I, listeners, I don't know how you're all feeling if you're slowly getting back out there. Um, it feels good, but it also feels weird. And I think that's okay. I think it's expected. So since we last recorded and released an episode, we had some new trailers come out and mm-hmm. Should we start with Eternals? Yeah, why not? That's like the big one on the list as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so the last time we recorded, Marvel had released that like big next phase montage thing and there was like a quick clip in it, but now we have the full trailer and it looks dope. Chloe Zhao showing her stuff in this trailer. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um I'm excited to see how they explain away the fact that these heroes have been 
apparently on earth forever but like didn't help out with anything like any of the major crises that have been come <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like, there's been multiple alien invasions and like multiple world ending events and like they just kind of sat aside didn't really help so excited to see why that was or how they explain it obviously they didn't have the right the castings and you know they, they weren't <laughs> making the movies but um we'll so see. were they on earth during all these events or had they I been think... protecting earth like and then they left earth and they've been someplace else and not keeping eye- I think they, on us I th- well if i understand i'm not really yeah. super familiar with the eternals like from the comics or anything so right I, i'm kind of as in the dark as everybody else okay um, but what i understand is that they have been on earth the whole time they're like secret oh. defenders of earth but they like try not to get involved unless they absolutely have to Okay, so if that's the case, they they saw Thanos just kill half the population. They said, "Yeah, I'm going to sit back. Yeah, this is all natural. We're just going to let it happen. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. Um, Yeah, I'm looking at the wiki right now and the premise. After an unexpected tragedy following the events of Avengers Endgame, the Eternals, Mm -hmm. um, an immortal alien race created by the Celestials, who have secretly lived on Earth, there you go, okay, for over 7,000 years, reunite to protect humanity from their evil counterparts, the Deviants. Ooh, hello. And I think Celestials is another movie that's coming, right, later? I think so. Yeah, so, but, so that's, um, Celestials I know a little bit about from the, from the comics. Those are, like, basically gods, so we'll see right. how that goes in the movies, if they're going to go to that level. Marvel gets pretty crazy when it comes to that kind of stuff. They go, like... <laughs> there's just like insane like forces of nature characters that have like like kind of like um kurt russell's character in guardians 2 where he's like a planet like okay that kind of, yeah like that kind okay. of thing so okay, that was so... done well that was done well in guardians of the galaxy yeah so celestials are like gods like you said so how does that differ from for example like thor and loki Thor's, and thor guys? they call thor a god but the as guardians are really just aliens just super cool ones. Gotcha. Uh, very excited. Um, Richard Madden fangirl since 2012 over here. So excited to see him get some uh, big screen time and billing for this. Um, Angelina Jolie back out there. She looks great. Yeah. Um, having, Rocking that blonde hair. Yeah. I personally haven't seen her in much recently that I've been interested in. So um, I can't think of what she's been in recently. Yeah. I, I just saw Mr. and Mrs. Smith on TV the other day. That was a good movie. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> but that was a while ago at this point. Also a long time ago. Yeah. That was the beginning <laughs> of uh, Brangelina. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That was the beginning. Um, but yeah, this this cast is insane. Kumail. Um Gemma Chan from Crazy Rich Asians, um, Kit Harrington, Game of Thrones. So you have the Stark Bros getting back together. Yeah, we'll see how much yeah. interaction they have. Yeah, again, I don't know the story of the Eternals, so they might not even interact at all. Yeah, I don't like, know much. Who knows? Either. I just like yeah. kind of know some of the character names, and that's really it. Yeah. So uh, this comes out, I think, November. So we got some time. Mm-hmm. But very excited. Um, another trailer. I'm super, super excited about this. Was supposed to come out in 2020, um, last night in Soho. Uh, directed by Edgar Wright. So, uh, Baby Driver and Hot Fuzz. Yep. Hot Fuzz. Yeah. And I think a couple of the Simon Pegg 
like the yes. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost movies, like Edgar Wright. That was like he did a few of those. There was like um, End of the World or something like that. Hot Fuzz and another one. And also, um, we cannot forget Scott Pilgrim versus the World. All uh, right, yeah, yeah. Scott Pilgrim was a good movie, but I think like part of the reason it was so good is because they really. It was just such a good adaptation. Not well. I don't want to take anything away from uh, Edgar Wright. He did a, he did a good job, but like the source material was so good. You know what I mean? Like they they really and they really adapted it closely. Yeah, it so actually it, it actually kind of I don't want to say bombed at the box office, but it did not make back its money. Um. Yeah, and but isn't it like kind of like a cult movie now? Like it it's is. super popular now. Yeah. Absolutely. It's one of those that when it was initially released, it kind of failed, which is wild to me because I, I love it so much. Yeah. And I remember liking it pretty much right away when it came out. Yeah. I don't know if I, I saw, saw it, it in theaters. theaters. I don't know if I, I did see it in theaters, but the first time I saw it, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, so last night in Soho, I'm just going off the dome here. From the trailer, it seems like... Um, it takes place present day, starring um, from Jojo Rabbit, and I don't want to miss Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the young <laughs> Jewish girl, um, Thomason McKenzie. If I'm mispronouncing her name, I'm so sorry. Um, stars her present day, and she's living in Soho in London, and somehow she gets transported back to like swinging sixties. London um but it turns into like a suspense thriller horror movie I saw Matt Smith in there briefly as well um also the James and Oliver Phelps the Weasley twins from Harry Potter in it okay nice um so I'm very excited the trailer was visually beautiful and it paid homage to um horror films of the 50s and 60s and some of the visuals and shots and I'm so excited for it. Nice. Sounds cool. Did you see the trailer? No, I didn't. But I'm going to watch it after we record. <laughs> oh, yeah. You better. And I want <laughs> updates. Yeah. Um, I went to my first movie back in theaters this, this week, actually. Oh, what'd you see? A Quiet Place Part 2. And? Um, I guess, like, light... I'm not going to give, like, plot point spoilers, but I enjoyed it. Um think I liked it better than the first, but I loved the first. Um, it focused a lot more on the kids this time around. Um, Killian Murphy's always great. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing him was wonderful. Emily Blunt is so freaking talented. Um, and it was like a tight 95-minute movie, which I always appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, just kept it real tight. I read uh, that people that... What, how do I want to say this? Movie theaters were like not super pumped about showing A Quiet Place because they make all their money on snacks and people were not buying snacks because they didn't want, they were self-conscious about like people hearing them chew in the theater because it's so quiet. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I read an article that, that that it was happening, so I don't know. Like, I was eating nachos. So, <laughs> so everybody was hearing you chomp. <laughs> many people had snacks so to be fair i got them mostly at mostly eaten during the trailer so yeah that's my thing is that i can't like i always go at the popcorn before the movie even starts and yeah. then like i have like nothing left and it's like damn i 
I screwed up. <laughs> yeah. A goof. Screwed up bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but before that movie, um, you sent me the trailer, but I had seen the trailer for Old. Yeah, the new M. Night Shyamalan, which, I don't know, I think it's an interesting concept, but M. Night has kind of been hit or miss over the last few years. For years. <laughs> yeah, fair Let's enough. Let's be, be honest, but... I just remember it, the first time I saw The Village, that movie, like, blew me away. And obviously, oh, like, yeah. the classic ones, like, Sixth Sense and all that, but... Um, the village. I remember when we were younger, like that one. I was like, that one really like affected me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that ending really gotcha. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of. I mean, you obviously know there's going to be a twist at that point. Like even even that back then, you knew M Night Shyamalan. He's was the all twist guy. But like, I didn't expect it to just be like they. Well, spoiler alert for however old that movie is. Really they're just old. in present day. They're not. They're not in the past or whatever i don't know you thought it was like this colonial old village but it turns out they just live in the present <laughs> and it was it was mind-blowing when you first saw it i agree yeah it's like kind of like the end of um the original planet of the apes when he realizes that it was earth the whole time that he was on yeah yes he sees yes. the statue of liberty yep that's wild um yeah, I remember, I think it was 2015, M. Night Shyamalan came out with The Visit, and I and it was getting, like, good good buzz and good reviews, and I was like, wow, M. Night is getting good press, so what's going on? So I, so I watched it, and it was good, and I was like, M. Night's back, and then he came out with Split, and that was successful, and I liked that. Um, I didn't watch Glass. I did. You did, and you said it was all right? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I thought so- that... I thought that um, Unbreakable and Split were both yes. better individually than, than Glass was than when Glass. they like, combined them. But it was cool to see it tie together. Yeah. So with Old, it could have promise. Um, how, how would you describe the trailer to listeners? Um, it seems it's a movie where like these people are on vacation, these families, and they go to the beach and like they're told that the one rule is do not bring your kids to the beach, no kids on the beach. And so obviously they break the rules and then like the kids start rapidly aging, like something in the water starts turning them into old people. So, I mean, it seems freaky. Seems freaky. What what freaked me out was the little girl that gets old really fast and then she's pregnant. Yeah, that didn't really track with me. I don't know how they're going to explain that. Yeah, it freaked me out. And what's the twist? Like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I guess Split didn't have a twist. The twist in the twist in Split was it's part of the Unbreakable universe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that that's it. So maybe this one doesn't have one. I I feel like we're always looking for one with M Night films now, and that kind of sucks for him. Yeah, the only movie he made that didn't have one, which was an absolute trash movie, was the uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender movie. Mm, I never saw it. Any, anybody who's seen that show basically pretends the movie never existed. Yeah, I've never seen it, <laughs> and all I hear is it's like one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, worst worst adaptation like ever for sure. Maybe one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> it's rough. horrible. Yeah, that's rough. So uh, probably won't see old in theaters, but um, maybe yeah. maybe I'll rent it, have a couple drinks, and give it a go. Yeah, get nice and freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> get, get real freaky. 
Um, I'm going down our list of movie news. Um, so no more trailer news. Me and you both watched Cruella together. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It was, I mean, it wasn't like phenomenal, but it was good. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I'll say that. Yeah, I haven't been keeping up with critic reviews on it, um, so I don't know how it's faring, but I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, and I think that um, Emma Stone was great. Yes. um, And so was Emma Thompson. Right, was Emma Thompson? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was was good. I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I'm curious to see, I don't want to spoil the whole movie, but I'm curious to see like if they now make it's a prequel, so that's not a spoiler. It happens right. before the events of 101 Dalmatians. So it's how Cruella became Cruella. And I'm interested to see now if they'll go on and make the 101 Dalmatians with her. I don't know if they will, because they kind of made her into... She's like the hero of the story in this. Even though she ends up becoming Cruella, she's she's not like a great person, but she is like the hero of the story. Right. And then in 101 Dalmatians, she's like undeniably the villain. So. Right. I don't know. So there is that disconnect because I guess like mild spoiler guys, but in she's not this like dog hater puppy killer in the, in the girl. No, she, she has a pet dog as a matter of fact. She has a pet dog that she loves very dearly. So if this is connected to 101 Dalmatians that we grew up with, I don't see Yeah, maybe how. they have to, maybe they'll. They have to like retcon something. It's like a little bit. They have to either explain why she hates dogs, or that, she, or she has to like come around in the end and not actually hate dogs. Like I don't know what they're gonna do. I just feel like in this day and age, they can't come out with a Cruella that's a puppy killer. Or well, or they can, but she can't be sort of a good guy. She has to be on the like just unredeemable bad guy and get what's coming to her. Yeah, that's true. Would Disney go the horror movie route? Cause like being a being a puppy killer, uh, but they don't. I mean, but they, Disney they'll they'll Disney never kills villains like they, or they kill them, but they don't actually show you them dying. Like Gaston falls into the darkness, like uh, yeah, like, I don't know, you know what I mean. Like they die off screen, or it's like implied that they died, really something like that. What other Disney villain is there that is that kill that kills or hurts animals? I don't think there is one. Um. Not that their goal in life is to, like, kill and hurt animals. I mean, there's none, but, like, there's plenty of evil characters. Yeah, I I guess what I'm trying to say is, as a society, I feel like we can take, oh, you're going to kill this person? I'll watch that movie. Oh, you're going to kill this animal? I I cannot stomach that. I cannot watch this movie. Um, yeah, on some level, I think people, like, uh, like because animals are, like, just so cutesy and people love animals like it's hard to imagine any violence being done to them but like it depends on it depends on what kind of human violence we're talking about like if it's a war movie it's like okay people are gonna die like you can protect you can prepare yourself for that and like that doesn't make it any 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 better or worse than a puppy dying but like (laughs) right right (laughs) um yeah i don't know i guess we'll see i guess we'll see if they they certainly the the they hinted enough at it that they could do it yeah the 101 dalmatians yeah we'll see we'll see but um yeah we enjoyed it i yeah i liked it um the fashion was awesome yeah yeah that was i think that was the best part of the movie was it was 
there's this spoiler alert there's this storyline where like she's competing with this other fashion designer they're kind of like in a war and that was like the best part of the movie it was them like pulling she's like pulling pranks and like doing these hijinks to like get back at the other one yeah and uh yeah that was cool like very creative yeah i loved the fashion war montage they had yeah, and good music choice throughout the whole movie Agreed. The only nitpicky thing, though, is the, the when they do the time skip, apparently it's 10 years later and they're in 74. They were playing music from the 60s. Yeah. I was like, mm. It was kind of like not totally clear what year it was happening. Right. Like it, they, the, the description of the movie says it takes place during the 70s. So sometime, it could be very early 70s. We don't know. Yeah. But it was good. I, mm. uh, I recommend giving it a watch um some marvel stuff oscar isaac joining the mcu guys did star wars and now he's coming over to marvel right and that was kind of we knew that was happening but now it's confirmed now it's confirmed um he is playing moon knight moon knight yep how much do you know about moon knight not a whole lot either me either he's got moon powers is my guess what are moon powers i don't know i think he's like more powerful at night and it's he's supposed to be like a pretty uh like gritty hero if i understand correctly oh really Mm -hmm. oh cool all right his first appearance is in werewolf by night number 32 Mm -hmm. wow i'm excited i love oscar isaac um he's getting that franchise money again yeah he deserves it might as well. Might as well, man. Um, and then we have Loki starting next week. Very excited about that. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. All the trailers. It's, it's finally, finally happening. happening. By the time we do our next episode, we'll have seen the first episode, maybe even two. We'll see how long it takes us to get our shit together. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's it for Marvel. And then our last bit of news is casting stuff. Um Taylor Swift being cast in David O. Russell's next movie, which, one, not crazy crazy about Taylor Swift being an actress. Two, I just found out David O. Russell is kind of an asshole. And by kind huh. of an asshole, I mean he's an asshole. Yeah. What, uh, any specifics there? He's terrible to his crew and actors on set. Like, I read a oh. an excerpt from George Clooney working with him which like if you make george clooney is like a pretty universally liked guy exactly so i'm like and then i guess amy adams had a nightmare of a time on american another universally liked person i know (laughs) on american how how can you be mean to amy adams i know so that and he had um some sexual abuse allegations a few years back that i didn't know about so that's still making movies oh yeah he's a white man in Hollywood um, <laughs> and people still want to work with him, unfortunately. And I love his movies. Like I love silver linings playbook and I love American hustle and it just sucks that that's a little tainted now. wonder what Jennifer Lawrence has to say about him. Yeah. Right. I don't know. She might be signed on to this new movie as well. So T Swift. Yeah. I'm surprised. I thought T Swift is pretty like, uh, you know, she shot. Like, I feel like isn't she like uh, into being a role model? <laughs> I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> you For know, the like, kids. Yeah, like wouldn't she not want to associate with somebody like that? Yeah. Before, I guess was it. 
Well, all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, Taylor Swift decided to take a stance on things instead of being quiet and decided to, like, be a feminist and speak her mind. But yet you join this movie with David O. Russell. So maybe it was all PR. Maybe you should just stick to music. Ooh, Britt got some strong feelings about all the words. Swifties are coming after me <laughs> after this one. Um, but in better news, Edward Norton knives out, too. Yeah, this is actually one we missed because we talked about Catherine Hahn and a few of the other people that had been added to Knives Out 2 in the last yep. episode, but we missed Edward Norton. We um, did. So sorry, so, Ed. Yeah, so it's just another big name add to the list for Knives Out 2. Um, I think I might watch Knives Out 1 again. I really liked it, and I only watched it like the one time. Same. Give it another run. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Plus, Ana de Armas is my imaginary girlfriend, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're her imaginary boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's just a, a mutual yeah. imaginary thing we have going. Yeah, that's why you haven't heard from her because she's keeping well, it. Well, yeah, we're both just imagining the relationship. Like we have this idyllic version of it in our minds, right. so and you we don't can't want to ruin it. it. Exactly, exactly. And we both reality about that. Yeah, yeah. So it works. <laughs> it works out. Totally get it. Um. Well, that's the end of our movie corner. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff happening. The world is waking up again, including movies. Nature is healing. Nature is <laughs> healing. <laughs> um, all right. Let's let's get into 10 Things I Hate About You. Let's take it back to the late 90s again. Um, this movie was released March 31st, 1999. So... A weird time of the year to to release a movie. I feel like that time of the year is usually reserved for like the movies they don't think are going to do that great, like not the blockbusters. But I mean, a teen like a, a Shakespeare adaptation for teens, like maybe <laughs> maybe the expectations were not too high. <laughs> That's so true. So true. Um, but it actually did really well in the box office. It had a budget of, um, 30 million and it made about that back plus double. So it, it doubled about 60.4 million. Not bad. Um, yeah. Opening, it's opening weekend. It finished number two after the Matrix. When did it's the pretty... Matrix come out though? Like was the Matrix, like that was like on its 50th week of being number one or something? That is such a good question. Let's go to google the matrix came out i could just ask colin down the hallway and he'd probably know it came out the same day oh damn the matrix and 10 things i hate about you showdown 99 was a good year great year for movies um so like i said not march 1999 directed by gil junger and I looked him up, and he's mostly just made TV films. Um, apparently, he was going to direct a 10 Things I Hate About Life movie, Yikes. which which was canceled. Maybe he should um, make that now. <laughs> It'd probably be more relevant. <laughs> seriously. I think this was back in, like, 2012, so. Yeah, teenagers still have a lot of optimism. He should make it 10 Things I Hate About Life, which is, like, the same people when they're 30. <laughs> I'd watch that. I could write that movie probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the screenplay you mentioned, it's a Shakespeare adaptation of The Taming of the Shrew, mm-hmm. which I actually had to read in high school. So I read it years after I saw this movie. 
but it was really cool to read it and go back and think about how they adapted it to the movie and how clever they did to make it um, yeah. present day. Also, I don't know if this was intentional, but Taming of the Shrew, 10 Things I Hate About You, kind of rhymes a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. I, I, I read on the wiki that one of the writers got the title from one of her teenage like diaries or journals. Yeah, and when you think about it, like the title... Like it's only a reference to that one scene when she reads the poem, and it's yeah. like, all right, I guess like that you can make that the title for the whole movie. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but the writers that um, adapted the screenplay, Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith, they're frequent collaborators, and they just love doing adaptations. So um, they did Clueless. Um, no, sorry, they didn't do um, Inspired by Clueless and how clueless adapted emma so right. um they did 10 things i hate about you and they also wrote legally blonde and she's the man and the house bunny okay. um and those are all adaptations i guess she's the man is an adaptation um legally blonde i'm not sure but yeah they love adaptations all right Casting and performances, we got starring um, Julia Stiles, kind of like her breakout role. Mm -hmm. um, another movie I loved when I was a kid was Save the Last Dance. So Julia Stiles taking over mm -hmm. the early 2000s. Um, Heath Ledger, also his like breakout performance. Right. And uh, yeah, we, we had talked about when we were watching the movie, A Knight's Tale came out like the next year or two years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, when I first saw this when I was a kid, I I didn't know who Heath Ledger was, and I wasn't sure if he was actually Australian or if he just put on the accent for this movie. Right. Um, and I think we, he was also around that time in The Patriot we talked about, but I don't remember exactly when The Patriot came out. Yeah. That has to be around the same time. Um, 2000. Yep. So yeah, about a little over a year later, um, a baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> yeah, like Third Rock. Yep, um, Larissa Olenek. Um, yeah, which, Olenek, I think. Olenek, those um, '90s Nickelodeon kids listening. She was Alex Mack. Yep, Secret World of Alex Mack. Classic yeah. show, actually. I had like forgotten all about it until I saw her name in the opening credits, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I know that yeah. name." And I yeah. and I picked and I was like Alex Mack. I like recognized the name and I immediately thought Alex Mack. Like the first time I had thought of that show in years. Yeah, <laughs> she. I don't remember her powers. I just knew that she could like melt. She <laughs> could turn like into a, a puddle, puddle. <laughs> and, like a silvery yeah. puddle, and yes. like move around. And then she could also like zap people. I think she had like some okay. kind of zapping ability, if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> now that like superheroes and like people with powers are in, maybe we can get an Alex Mack like reboot. Yeah, but I don't know. Superheroes might be too in now because like that. Uh, maybe I should have mentioned it in the movie news, but there's that new Netflix show, Jupiter's Legacy, okay. um, superhero show, and it already got canceled. It was like it came, first season came out like less than a month ago, and they already canceled it. So it must have done wow. horribly. Which I watched it and I actually didn't hate it, but hmm. I guess oversaturated maybe with yeah, that kind maybe. of content what or if 
we have such high like standards. The boys, on, the boys on Amazon Prime and like you know various other shows, mm-hmm. all the Marvel shows, uh, all the Marvel movies, the yep. DC movies. The CW has all those DC shows: Supergirl, Flash, Arrow. I mean, right. it's superhero. It's superhero mania. Yeah, and it kind of has been out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, a young Gabrielle Union. Um, Daryl Mitchell, who's Chastity the... Church. I love that. I love that name for a character. Chastity, Chastity Church. Church. Um, Daryl Mitchell, who's actually in Galaxy Quest. It's a little tie-in. Right. Yeah, he was the adult version of the uh, pilot. Yes, um, he plays uh, one of the the English teacher in this movie, and he's he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's got a few good lines. Hilarious. Um, and the wonderful Allison Janey as Miss Perky, the high school uh, principal. Oh, sorry, guidance counselor. Um, yeah, guidance counselor. Yeah, guidance counselor. Um, and she, she's hilarious in this movie, too. She doesn't have much screen time, but everything she says is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And she was in West Wing at this time. I think West Wing had just started. Yeah. Yep. That sounds right. And this movie is just full of 90s nostalgia. Um, Julia Stiles' character is doing the late 90s Lilith Fair feminist thing. Um, she she listens to Letters to Cleo, one of her favorite bands, which is a little tie-in to Parks and Rec fans. Um, ben Wyatt's favorite band um, is Letters to Cleo and Parks and Rec, and they actually make an appearance at um, the Pawnee the festival they have yeah, with, I forget with the other is. town. Yeah. 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 They play at that festival. Um, and the, the main plot of this movie, and again, it's from Taming of the Shrew, is these two sisters, um, an older sister played by Julia Stiles and the younger sister played by Larissa Olenek. Olenek? Olenek. Okay. Um, and Larissa, um, Bianca, Wants to date boys, and her older sister Cat is like, "I'm not, I, I'm not dating boys. I hate boys." Yeah, she's attending Lilith fairs. <laughs> she's attending Lilith fairs. L- protest- for Lilith Lilith's fair. I think that's Lil- a joke from some. <laughs> that's a joke from some TV show. I think where they like they're like, no, it's, it's actually it's Lilith's new- fair. It's a new girl. <laughs> new girl, right? Yeah, new girl. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember what show, but yeah, it's new girl. Um, and the dad, the dad says, um, Bianca, you can't date until your sister does. Um, and then Joseph Gordon The dad's Levin, whack. By the the way. dad's whack. <laughs> yeah, what he's like, the, the rules he makes are insane. Oh, yeah. The rules he makes are insane. Yeah, apparently yeah. he's... Um, he's a gynecologist, he's, so he's like yeah. seen it all. Yeah. Um, he's like, you know, up to his elbows in placenta every day, as he says. <laughs> yeah, that Deli- line was actually funny, though. Yeah, delivering babies. Um Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is new to the school. His name's Cameron. He sees uh, Bianca and he's like, falls in love with her instantly and wants to date her. Um, but he can't because she can't date until her sister does. So he... And also because he's a loser. Yeah. He is kind of... He, he's well, so his character. Though. His character? <laughs> he's the new kid in school. Is he already yeah. a loser? All right. Yeah, and he's fine. friends with What's-His-Face. Who is kind of a loser. Yeah. And like... The 90s dorky loser way when nerds were not cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, they set up a deal with Heath Ledger's character, who's like the bad boy of the school. So they hire Heath Ledger to 
woo and date Kat so Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character can date Bianca. Mm, yep. That's the main plot of the movie. Obviously, things happen and, you know, the it's revealed that Heath Ledger's character is actually initially only dating Kat for money. But obviously, right. he actually does fall in love with her. Yeah, it's um, also worth mentioning that the the nerdy friend that we mentioned that that's David Krumholtz, who is also in Walk Hard, the last episode we did. He's one of the Jewish. That's music right. Yeah, he's actually in a lot of stuff, David Krumholtz. But um, but yeah, thought that was worth. Oh mentioning. my god, they're all connected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the main plot. I. The, again, the 90s nostalgia is great. It starts right out the gate with One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Um, fun fact, my first concert was Bare Naked Ladies. My dad loved the Bare Naked Ladies. Did he? Yeah. That's, yeah. They had some good Had some all good their hits. CDs. Wow. I wonder <laughs> if they're still releasing music. I don't know. BNL? Who yeah, knows? BNL. Yeah. They do a great bit about them on Community, another good TV show joke. <laughs> Where they, oh, uh, do they? Which, I, one of them is like saying how they don't like the bare naked ladies, and the rest of the group is like, we're not going to allow this BNL slander. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like, when did BNL become like when did when did they become BNL? When did they become this like legendary <laughs> band? And they're like, uh, maybe like four Grammys and three like 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 four Grammys ago. Like maybe that's when. <laughs> yeah, they were huge. Yeah, yeah, they were very successful. Mm-hmm. Um. So you start out with Bare Naked Ladies. Um, so you're right into the 90s nostalgia off the bat. The fashion in this movie, the platform flip-flops and the baby doll shirts. and Yeah, um, I was just waiting for somebody to have like an inflatable couch in their room. Yep, which we didn't get. <laughs> we got a lot of like collaged um, magazine cutouts in Cat's room. Yeah. Like taking over an entire wall. Um in this movie, Heath Ledger's supposed to be the bad boy, and I- I'm not really sure how old he's supposed to be in this movie. Um, I think they're seniors, but we see him in a bar, like, drinking beer, smoking cigarettes. It was the 90s, so you could do that inside. But it's like this dive bar, and I'm like, how old is this dude supposed to be? Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, and then he runs into Julia Stiles' character at one point. He's like, oh, I was just out at the laundromat. I'm like, what 18-year-old or senior in high school is going to the laundromat? Yeah, and she obviously comes from a well-to-do family. Like, what's she doing near the wall, like at the laundromat or anywhere <laughs> nearby the laundromat? Like, what's she? <laughs> what? Yeah. She was at a she was at the bookstore, wasn't she? Or the guitar the guitar store uh, at the time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she lives in a huge house, like a wicked nice house in this movie. So she's definitely well off. Yeah, it takes place in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. And the high school's sick. Yeah. And apparently used in a lot of movies. I didn't know that. Yeah. Stadium High School. Yeah. Um, and another thing about Julia Stiles' character is she wants to get out of the West Coast and go to an East Coast college. Like, <laughs> she wants to go to Sarah Lawrence. And this is not the first time that I've seen this, this like, plot, this trope in a movie or TV show. What, like West Coast wanting to go to the East Coast or yes. vice versa? West Coast wanting to go to the East Coast for college specifically. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it goes both ways. I think just like kids want to 
get as far away as possible from their parents. So, so like, yeah. I'm sure there's, like, plenty of movies where East Coast kids want to go to the West Coast, too. With, um, with like, Lady Bird is another one I see it in. So, um, Saoirse Ronan's character, she's all, like, I... I like I hate the West Coast. I want to go like where culture is. Like I want to go to the East Coast. And um, with the OC, Adam Brody's character wanted to get the hell out of Orange County and go to Brown. Um, I, so I don't know if that's a real thing. If West Coast teenagers just think the East Coast is like cultured and smart, and they want to go to college well, here. Like most of the Ivy League schools are on the East Coast. So if yeah. you're thinking Ivy League, then your options are kind of narrowed down. Did you apply to any West Coast schools? No. no. Me either. I was East Coast only, baby. Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't apply. I actually saw some West Coast schools like I was when I was I happened to be in California and we saw some schools, but um, Yeah, you no. didn't apply to it, them? No. No. East Coast rather die. So another 90s thing that happens in this movie that we kind of laughed at when it was happening because we, we watched this movie together. Um, the the party that gets thrown and the way they publicize and tell people about the party. Yeah, they like they threw flyers throughout the whole school. Yep. Like before Just, cell phones, yeah. Yeah. I think somebody had a beeper, right? Didn't somebody have a beeper? At some somebody point had a beeper. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very 90s. Crazy times. Um, Crazy times in the 90s. Yeah, I wasn't in, in 1999. I was t- we were 10, so I didn't get the 90s party experience. But um, yeah, I just loved like the the stuff. The one thing that I think this movie did really well is like uh, like the stuff that teenagers find to be scandalous. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like how like how immature teenage teenagers are. Like when she she does that dance on the table, and the next day in school, like oh, like what are you gonna do a dance on the table for us? Like everybody heard about the dance you did, and it like wasn't even that. <laughs> Like, what kind of, like, it wasn't even that crazy of a dance. She didn't even, like, take her top off. Like, yeah, she didn't even do anything crazy. Yeah, it wasn't even that crazy, guys. Um, <laughs> she took some shots and she stood on a table and danced. But, yeah, yeah. everybody at school was, like... She, like, whipped like, her hair around. Yeah. And then she, like, hit her head on the chandelier and Heath Ledger yeah, and saves like, oh, her. we're going to talk about this <laughs> in school tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a teenager, the littlest thing that seems noteworthy you're talking about it for like the whole next week at school yeah i guess so yeah now there's too many things like there's new news every second we're oversaturated with stuff yeah i mean i won't go into too much detail but i remember scandalous way more scandalous stuff happening at my high school than, than somebody dancing on a table yeah i i guess one of the the things that happened my senior year is a group of kids were going to school on ecstasy um, which sounds like the least exciting thing to do on ecstasy, but yeah. they were doing it. Um, and it got around to the administration and we had an assembly with my class in the library, uh, the principal having a talk to us and basically said, if like, if I see you walking into school with sunglasses on, drinking a water bottle, like you're going to have a talking to. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Typical weird. out of touch principal stuff. Yeah, it's like I'm like we I'm had not like, um, on we had like a, some motivational. I don't know if it was like because of anything, but we had like a, this motivational speaker come to our school that like told his experience about with drugs and like tried to basically yeah. scare us off drugs. Okay. Yeah. 
then I guess it, it didn't work for me. I don't yeah. know about anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was, but I remember uh, like certain people being very affected by it. Like people were crying and like wanted to give him a hug and yeah. Oh, so was he like a recovering drug addict yeah, yeah, kind, yeah, of, yeah. He kind was, of deal? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's moving. Yeah. And he was a good storyteller. So, you know. Yeah. But you, it, but then, but then you were like, "All right, after this, after after school, like, who wants to hit this J?" Yeah, like, have you ever seen a motivational speaker on weed? <laughs> <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. So yeah, I just this this movie, watching it, the the nineties nostalgia of it, and also the way. I thought of not another teen movie takes some of the scenes from this movie and makes fun of them. Um, specifically, Heath Ledger's big uh, "Can't Take My Eyes Off of You" singing scene that mm-hmm. they do in not another teen movie, and they change it change it to Janie's got a gun. Yeah, that's a um, classic scene when they Janie's got a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and they tase her on the on the soccer field. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Oh, it's so so good. Um, one thing that didn't age well, um, they did you they used the word retard in this movie. Yeah. At one point, I can't. Anymore. No, I, I can't remember the context they used it in, but any context is bad. Um, and I was, I, I was like, oh, definitely didn't bat an eye when I first saw this in the year two thousand. Yeah. Well. I know. I know. Um. And then the ending poem in the movie, um, which I always envision being in that class when she's reading that poem and she and she starts crying. I I, I imagine being like a, a student in that classroom and, and feeling like super uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, agreed. The and um, the other thing that I was always that I was shocked at was not shocked, but like. Um, I thought it was funny was that she literally like flashes a teacher to help him escape earlier in the movie and like nothing she doesn't get in any trouble for that. No. no. Teacher's just like nice. Yeah, like, he, and he kind of does have that reaction. <laughs> he's like dumb, he's like dumbfounded. He doesn't know what to say and he's like oh, yeah. oh, oh, like staring at her. Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like she should be punished and you sir should be probably fired for being yes. way way too okay with this. In a way, at first blush it's like Oh, uh, Julia Stiles, this this kind of feminist character in this movie, like using her body to to get what she wants. But at the same time, it's also empowering for her to use her body to get what she wants. So, yeah, but also she's a high schooler, so yeah. Hopefully yeah. she was eight. Hopefully she was eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never yeah. know. We'll never know. Um, but I'm sure I'm not the only girl when i was in middle or high school that used part of that poem at the end of the movie as their white message on on aim yeah oh yeah oh yeah wow away messages what a time i miss them like i i miss away messages i guess like what would be the equivalent because you just text now or whatever so <laughs> i think the equivalent like a- at response least... from your for a text the thing yeah. is, like, the, th- the thing is, in a way, message was like you weren't at your computer, so you weren't going to see the message. But now, if you get texted, like you're going to see it, unless you're away from your phone. How often are you away from your phone? Not never, Greg. Often. I'm never away from my phone. <laughs> I'm attached <laughs> to it all the time. 
But um, it's I don't like the know. Equivalent like, of like that auto response where it's like, "I'm driving. I'll get back to you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but instead, you can put like an angsty quote from a song or movie, yeah. and be like, "Oh, okay. Like, oh, Brit's in a mood today." Yeah, Maybe. Like, Hello there, <laughs> the angel from yeah. my nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> like be back later. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a hormonal ang- angsty teen, away messages were a way for you to tell the world how you were feeling without actually telling them how you were feeling. Sure. Did you ever do it? Be honest. Oh, with away messages? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I still have a moment in my life that I think back to and cringe, like one of the most embarrassing things oh my God, that ever please, happened. Oh my God, please tell us. I was, there's this girl that I liked and I was instant messaging with one, like with her and one of her friends on the side, like telling her friend how much I like Separately. Her. Got it. Separately. Okay. And I was like, I really want to tell this girl I like her. I really want to ask her out. I think I was in seventh grade. And then I sent it to her instead I, like I think I, I, you know, probably your stomach, your stomach I, par- just I partially drops. died. I partially died right yeah. in that moment. Of course you did. Yeah. What did she I say? Know. I don't know. I tried to. I forget. I like tried to come up with some excuse. Like my friend sent that. Like I didn't send it. Like my friend's here. He typed it and something. And then I would have just immediately know. signed off. Just closed the door on her. Yeah. I don't know. I think I like I like dome on the couch and like like screamed. I was like, oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> still I, uh, think about it still think about it sometimes yeah oh yeah and then we, and then we had like a seventh grade we dated for like a week oh so it didn't <laughs> ruin everything yeah i guess <laughs> who broke up with who do you remember uh, I no i don't remember that much into it oh man seventh grade i got dumped over aim my first boyfriend he dumped yeah, me but over does aim. any relationship in seventh grade actually count <laughs> It's like we're. It's like it's like. Do you want to go out with me? Yes. Okay, we're going out. Yeah. And then like you see each other in school for a you week. You hold and it's hands. Like, yeah, and it's like I just don't feel the same anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I um I don't remember his reasoning at the time while we broke up. It was, it was probably like uh, I'm just I'm not feeling it <laughs> as a 13 year old. Yeah. And then I got super sad and probably listened to like genuine for yeah, there you go the rest of the night. Um. Yeah. Seventh grade, what a time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up Ten Things I Hate About You. Uh, I didn't get heavy into the plot of the movie. It's pretty, pretty standard. Um, yeah, re- read Shakespeare. Get cultured, people. Get cultured. Um, <laughs> but watching Heath Ledger in this film, one of his first breakout roles, and um, I don't know. It just it makes me sad whenever I see him in anything to think what he could have continued to do. Yeah, he was he's a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. He's just so even in this film he was he, he was so charming um, and also funny when it was necessary to be funny. Um, mm-hmm. He just nailed it, and he was gone way too soon. Yeah. That's it's unfortunate. It's life. That's life. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, it's sad, but it happened. We don't know how to process our feelings. Um, and how many years has it been since his death? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 2008, he died. We still, still don't know how to process this. Wow. Um, yeah. And then, um, 
he, I mean, he was in, the, I, 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 like I said, he was in The Patriot like a year later and mm-hmm. A Knight's Tale very shortly mm-hmm. after, which I love. That was one of my favorite movies um, at the time. I still like that movie, but at the time I really loved it. Yeah. Um, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. And then The Joker, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Um, what else is he in, in, in there? Um, oh, Lords of Dogtown. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. I like that yeah. movie too. Underrated movie. Exactly. Yeah. Emil Hirsch he, and a couple other people in that movie. Yeah. He was so freaking talented. Anyway, R.I.P. Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's episode, we're going to leave it to be a surprise. We're not going to reveal it. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we can be totally honest in that we haven't actually decided what movie we're doing. So, yes, Wow, no. okay. If you just want to throw that out there. Yeah, okay. We're yeah, I, very... mean, I don't think it's any secret about the, <laughs> the level of preparation that goes into this this podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're narrowing down a list. It's, it's, it's my pick. So I'm going to try and come up with something that Britt hasn't seen. Mm-hmm. Another all-time classic Greg pick because Obviously. I always pick an all-time favorite. Although I'm, I'm kind of tempted to go with A Night's Tale, even though I know you've seen it. Um, but it's been a while. Yeah, and it just has, it's got it's got a lot of people that we have spoke, like talked about on the podcast. Right. <laughs> um, screw it, let's do A Night's Tale. Oh my God, did we just decide this live? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do A Night's Tale. You guys, we're doing A Night's Tale. Let's just continue with our, our Heath Ledger memorial run. Yeah. I like For that at least idea. One more movie. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll. Now you've seen Brokeback Mountain, haven't you? I have. Damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's continue it for this next episode. Cool. Yeah, we'll continue for at least one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, everyone, if you enjoyed what you heard here today, um, you know what to do. Please rate and subscribe. Um, I think we only have like five ratings on our podcast on hey, Apple Music. That's five more than the worst podcast out there, which probably has zero. That's right. Um, so we would really appreciate it. And we would love to hear from anyone. Um, you can message us on Instagram or Twitter at Friends Like Films. You can email us if you want at Friends Like Films at gmail.com. Yep. <laughs> cool. See you next time. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening. <laughs>